0: Welcome to Confessions of a Homemaker, a podcast where I talk about real and raw things in the light of biblical truths. Like, can we just come to the table, or in this case, the mic, and talk about things that are worth talking about, things that are going to be sweet, some things are going to be sour, but you know what? These things are worth having a conversation about, so come and join me there's always room at my table and buckle up. Hey, 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 pretty lady. I'm your host Haley Lindbergh. Thank you so much for joining me today. I am excited to talk about this. So this subject is something I will probably talk about very regularly. Um, This is just going to be kind of like a foundational episode, but I will probably build on it later. So um, we're going to be talking about the topic of redemptive discipline. So the concept, I learned this from um, Bible study fellowship. I know I refer to that a lot. <laughs> it's a great Bible study, guys. Check it out. So um, And so we are just going to jump right into it. So in 2 Timothy 3.16, all scripture is is God-breathed and is profitable for teaching, for rebuking, for correcting, and for training in righteousness. So scripture is for all things, right? Including motherhood and parenting. Um, Other books that I would recommend on this topic are Shepherding a Child's Heart, Ted Tripp um, Mm -hmm. Growing Kids God's Way by what is their name Anne Marie and Gary Izzo I'm probably totally botching that last name I apologize and to train up uh, to train up a child by Michael and Debbie Pearl Mm
1: -hmm. and dealing
0: with the sin in our children by Arthur Hendersham so, also BSF obviously has resources on this. Um, so the whole concept of this is that um, that we are trying to get to the heart of our children. That correction and discipline is what we're commanded to do as Christian moms, bottom line. Um, loving... Our children is disciplining them. Um, Actually, I didn't write this verse down, but I know it's in Proverbs that whoever doesn't discipline their child actually hates their child. So um, kind of like sharing the gospel is loving someone, but they don't feel like we're loving them because we're doing something that's offensive to their flesh, right? Nobody likes to be corrected, including our children. So we are commanded and called to teach our children about him and to train them in righteousness and to disciple them. So some scriptures to back that up, Deuteronomy 6, 7, repeat them again and again to your children. Talk about them when you're at home, when you're on the road, when you're going to bed, and when you're getting up. So when he, so um, Moses wrote Deuteronomy, when he says repeat them, he's talking about the Ten Commandments. He had just given, you know, the Lord had just given them the Ten Commandments, and he is saying that you know, we're to repeat them over and over to our children, um, you know, to talk about them when we're at home, when we're on the road, when we're going to bed, when we're waking up, um, Jesus simplifies it in Matthew 22, 37 through 40. Jesus replied, you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. A second is equally important. Love your neighbor as yourself. The entire law and all the demands of the prophets are based on these. So, Jesus is just summarizing the Ten Commandments. So, the first five are about how to love God. And then the second five is about how to love our neighbor. So, um, and I love this because this this is as simple as you can, you know, repeat it to your children. That we're to love God and to love our neighbor. Or you can say love people, however you want to word it. Um, we call people our neighbor, and then whenever we build friendships, we call that a friend. So also in Deuteronomy eleven nineteen, teach them to your children when at home, when on the road, when going to bed, and when getting up. Teach them. So right before that, they um, they were talking about God's word. So teach them God's word when. All the time, (laughs) when you're at home, when you're walking on the road, when you're going to bed, when you're getting up, teach them God's word. And I think that this is an awesome. Though I like okay, so this is a way I like to explain it. So Psalm one nineteen eleven, I have hidden your word in my heart, that I may that I might not sin against you. So when we teach our kids God's word, they are tucking His word and putting it in their heart as treasure. They're putting it in their heart as treasure in their hearts. Um, And I love that. I love that um, imagery whenever I'm, you know, we're doing scripture memory or, um, you know, I'm deciding, you know, I'm, I am correcting and disciplining them and I'm planting, you know, God's word in their heart as a treasure. Um, And I just, I love that. When we teach our children his word, that's what we're to do. With, with all things, like I already said, you know, in Timothy, it's for all things. The Lord desires godly offspring from generation to generation. We have a faith that has to be passed down through discipleship, um we have to grow in our grace and we have to grow in our knowledge as Peter tells us in uh second Peter three eighteen. My kids actually just <laughs> memorize that verse. Um, and there's actually a really cool YouTube video that I can put on my social media, um, to help with scripture memory is a really good way to do that is songs. But anyway, we're not talking about that. <laughs> um, we need to teach our children to love God's word, to love him and to love other people. So in saying that, we, as moms, as Christian moms, it is okay and it is expected and it is commanded that we demand and expect respect and obedience from our children. Why? Because God demands our respect and our obedience and our trust. So we are modeling that to our children in our own life. So we are loving God's word. We are loving him. We are loving people, right? So not, so not only are, are we expecting that of them, we are also living that out in our own life. So with all this being said, my main parenting thing is that we are commanded to love. The standard is love. You know, John tells us that they will know that we belong to Christ because of how we love other people. Meaning, he in the context of that scripture, he's talking about other Christians. So... People will know that we are that we are followers of Jesus by the way that we love. And once again, I'm going to plug this episode. If you haven't listened to my What is Love episode, it is my first episode that I ever did. Because like I said, this is foundation for pretty much everything that I talk about. So if our standard is love, and Paul lays it out very clearly in 1 Corinthians 13, um, and it's a list of deliberate things. Now, we're never going to meet that standard completely, but it's still a standard that we are to look at this scripture as a mirror, okay, to how we're loving our children, our spouse, our friends, other believers in the body. Um, and this is the standard that we are holding our kids to. That we ourselves, that the Lord is holding us to and we are holding this to our children. Once again, we're living that out as an example. Um, I also want to point out discipline. God disciplines us through sanctification right like he he does that because he loves us so we're also modeling that in our children to our children the whole standard of love is my like basis for discipline so the older they get i i also added on um galatians five fruits of the spirit um they all kind of go they all kind of go together but they're also very distinct so um The older that they get, that's also another um, mirror that I teach them through. But just basics. Um, I start this when my kids are about two um, because I hate calling it terrible twos. I call it the troubled twos. So the reason why it's troubled (laughs) is because their personality, their flesh nature is really coming to the surface. So what I mean by that is like, they, they want their will, they want their way. And that's when they become demanding. They throw fits. They do, you know, they turn into a, um, you know, it's the troubled, the troubled twos. Um, and really I feel like that, um, that is when, correcting discipline in my family anyway really really starts and then that's what discipline is it's just correction um so the lord leads us in this to live this out in our lives the standard of love so we are also expecting our children to walk this out um so let me give an example Uh, my son um is special needs but this is still his standard and let me give you an example i think he's about two and a half. And he was really, 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 really struggling with sharing with baby sister. And which, you know, all kids said struggle with sharing because, you know, adults also struggle with sharing. Um, and I think I was reading Shepherding a Child's Heart at the time. And I was also in BSF learning about redemptive discipline, about, you know, getting to the heart of the issue. This What is the sin um, issue, getting to that and ripping it out, spraying, you know, spraying weed, you know, weed killer on it, um, before it sprouts into this big, you know, tree that you have to, you know, chop down. Um, so he had a really hard time sharing, I mean, hitting, biting, I mean, just all, all the things that, you know, if you've struggled with it, your kid maximize that by like a thousand because he was nonverbal. We were in speech therapy (laughs) anyway. So, I started to teach him the concept of, you know, special toys that you don't want to share, like, um, because with, with special needs, you have to, you kind of have to, you know, you have to figure out what works for you with discipline, but I had to kind of tweak, tweak it, you know, um, if it's like a specific in the moment, it's like, okay, well, I had to set the standard of like, you know, these special toys that you don't want to share, they don't leave your room, you go to your room to play with them. You know, living room is common area. Whatever you bring out here, if sister wants to play with it, if a friend wants to play with it, you have to share. And why? Because sharing is kind, and it is also non-selfish. So in First Corinthians, it says to not be selfish or self-seeking. Um, so, I mean, it took. I mean, it took about six plus months, but um, I have. You know, I started to notice that like he would willingly offer, um, whatever the, the toy, the food, it doesn't matter. And now I have a five-year-old boy who is just the sweetest, most generous, um, loves to share. And it's because I spotted the sin. I got to the heart of it. I spoke scripture. I, I taught him truth. I, I handled it in love and I corrected him to that standard of why we do that. Right. And it, I mean, and th- it's all day long. Like it doesn't stop. It's over and over and over and over, and over. but you're holding them to that standard of like, look, sister is crying. Do you see that she's crying? She is crying because you are choosing to not love sister. You are choosing. And I will say it, you are choosing to not have a fruit of the spirit of kindness. And Elliot, this is why we need Jesus because Jesus shows us how to love our sister. And so do you want to choose to live how Jesus wants us to live? And, and sometimes he's like, yeah, no. So he gets a consequence and, and isn't that true in our life? When we choose to disobey God, we get a consequence. So, um, anyway, bottom line, I have a five-year-old now who is very generous, very thoughtful, loves to share. Um, if you would have told me that when he was three and I was going through this, I'd have been like, nah, you're funny, (laughs) you know, like whatever. So, um, what we want to do as Christian parents with, with, we are parenting, correcting, discipling, molding, training up in righteousness, however you want to word it. It's all the same thing. Um, our goal should be heart transformation. Okay. So not behavior modification so with behavior modification all you're doing is correcting the behavior and your children become little pharisees we don't want to raise little pharisees we want to raise kids who have been changed by um, our standard of living a godly life and what does that look like and we don't want to be pharisees either as moms right we want to be, um, changed and transformed and renew our minds of the power of God's word and the power and the presence of his Holy Spirit and our in and within us. And we, we follow the Lord in those things and he is heart focused on us. So we model that in our parenting that we we want our children to follow us in our imitation of the lord and that we are focused on their heart kind of kind of similar to how paul in the in the bible was saying imitate me as i imitate christ um same thing same concept we are following we want our children to imitate us as we imitate christ so changed heart equals changed behavior so when you get to the root just like Christ does with us when he changes our heart it automatically changes our behavior um and that and that is what we should want in our parenting we need to get to the root of whatever sin it is and that's what it is the bottom line it's sin um it's their flesh nature that's fighting for their own will fighting for their own way they pretty you know they they want to define love. They want, they want to submit their will when they want to. They want to obey when they want. They want to respect who they want to respect. And bottom line as a Christian parent is like, you will respect me and honor me. Because that is, that is mine, says the Lord, as your mother, as your mom. Um, you will obey me. We actually have house rules from um, Bear and Squirrel <laughs> that I printed out. Um, and it's one of the very, very first rule is obey without delay. And I add another rhyme, all the way, not halfway, okay? But this is a concept that I'm modeling in my life as their mom. I want to obey the Lord all the way without, I want to obey the Lord without delay, all the way, not halfway. Halfway obedience is is disobedience, right? So it's like we're teaching our kids these things in a practical way. So as moms, our duty is to raise godly children and to help them understand, like Ephesians 6, 1, that children obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right, to teach them that when they follow us as their parents and they honor us and they respect us and they, they understand that we're trying to raise them to be, you know, godly people who choose Jesus, um, that they, when they are, you know, obeying us and trusting us, they are worshiping the Lord. They are living a lifestyle of worship because they are submitting to the authority that is given over them. And like I keep saying, we need to model that trust. We need to model that respect and that obedience to the Lord in our own life. Another thing that I forgot to mention was like um, the power of prayer and parenting. So like not only be in prayer for your kids, but pray with them. So like, for example, the toy situation, sharing a toy, I'd be like, okay, Elliot, do we need to pray right now and ask Jesus to help you share with sister and acknowledge that it's hard like, Elliot, I know this is hard, Bubba. I know it's hard to share, but we but we have to share because that is that is showing love. That is operating in love, and that is what Jesus wants us to do. So do you want to pray about it? Do you want to pray right now? And sometimes he would say yes, and sometimes he would say no. You know, I would give him the option, um, and then I might, like, silently pray over him in my mind because I'm respecting, you know, he didn't want me to pray over him. Um And sometimes he would say yes. It's like, so it's showing your kids the gospel that they need Jesus. They need Jesus to live the life that he's called us to live. So don't underestimate the power of prayer over your kids or in your kids. Um, and like I said, I'm probably going to do way more podcasts on this, but this is just the foundation. So I hope that this is encouraging. I hope that um, this causes you to persevere and maybe um, see and endure, like see motherhood in a different way that maybe you have never looked at it before. Or sorry, not about motherhood, discipline. So thank you guys. And I go find me on the socials if this podcast has blessed you. Um, write a review and I'll catch you on the next one.